Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Did you catch that one? Yeah. Catch that little show note that was coming in there? I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it live. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Oh, welcome. Man, you know what, Eric? Look at this. Flannel Eric? He looks yeah. good. He looks really good. so seasonal, man. Honest to God, it, fits, it looks like Blair, but it also looks like you. This, is, I am Blair. That's that was you all along whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> Explains so much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Denver Eric is the is the imposter. We, oh damn it! That's not true. There's, there's no way that's true. Big Nurkic guy over here <laughs> Get gets out. his growlers. Uh, we got a good show for you guys today. We're one week into the season, a large enough sample size to have takes. We're going to share those takes. <laughs> we, like, every sample size is large enough to have takes. So true. Don't even need to play uh, games. So we're going to talk about the things that have stood out to us as being encouraging, and we're going to talk about the things that have stood out to us as being discouraging, mm-hmm. and then as well as preview next week. And we might even, guys, mess around and ask the question, should the Nuggets trade for LeBron James? Whoa. As one George Carl would love to see. Whoa. Again, I don't know how earnestly he's throwing that out. What time did George tweet that? <laughs> it was this morning. It was okay. Really, I, was more, I, mean, I, I think he's earnest. <laughs> that felt like, yeah, that felt like a 9, 11, 10, 11 That 11 felt like a tweet one. I'd fire off at <laughs> 1 a.m. Yeah. Hit notifications off, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of wake Set up, it and forget it. Completely forget that you did. Why do I have so many mentions? Oh, that's right. I tweeted that thing. Yeah. Uh, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. You can use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up and gamble along with us over here in the mustard colored. Uh, everybody's got their fall fits yeah. on today. Look at all of it's us, cold, man. Bro. It is cold, <laughs> it is cold. It's We're chilly. not being fashionable. We're, this is literally Couldn't for wait warmth. To throw in a fall <laughs> fit. Uh, well, uh, but you're also being fashionable. That's a don't great kid point. yourself. You're also being fashionable. Uh, but it's Brennan vote. Super cool that the Nuggets beat the Lakers last night. In my professional opinion, that's it is super cool. I'm telling you, I missed a Monday show. Right, Nuggets oh, lose. Oh, you son of a. Uh, Warm in my bed. No, that's not true. I was working. But I, nonetheless, I felt like I was warm in my bed, not having to be on the show for that that one last night. You missed it, man. It was fun. It was fun hanging out, just basking in the... Well, listen, the real privilege is going to the arena with Harrison Wind. And maybe one day you'll get to know that privilege. But for now, it's all mine. Well, one day soon. I already introduced Eric. You can stay quiet for this part. But the okay. man with the wind, the handsome one over there, it's Harrison. Um, no, I want to echo what Brennan Vogt said. It was great to beat the Lakers last night. It was even better to be there, to, to <laughs> witness it live. Why is it going to be like this on this yeah. show? Uh, why, can you only say, why can you only profit if we I lose? do have to say, I think <laughs> there were fewer Lakers fans at the game last night than there normally are. Vote yeah. disagrees with you. We well, asked this really? very question. It's not necessarily, to me, I thought good. it was hard to notice because they didn't have a lot of reasons to cheer. That is true. When that LeBron, was a pathetic Lakers when, team last Exactly. Night. When LeBron dunked, I did think like, oh, there's there's a handful. Yeah, you know what? But it wasn't just like the overpowering You're right. You're right. sense that there usually is there where there's just Lakers fans everywhere you look. You know what that, it that is? That was my take, at least. The, the Lakers fans go to the arena now with the conviction of Russell Wilson's last Let's Ride. Yeah. Do you remember when he was like, should I do this? <laughs> let's, like, ride. Let, let's ride. All right, yeah. Uh, let's ride. Uh, that's like Quinchy. Lakers where let's they're ride. like, should I put the jersey on? Nah, let's just put the shirt on, the black shirt that has yeah. the Lakers logo. Nobody can really tell. Yeah, I, I feel as the oldest person on set, I, need to, I just need to interject and tell, teach you guys about a little something called front runners. <laughs> <laughs> and what the front runner does is yeah. when the things are bad, the front yeah. runner disappears yeah but yeah. they're not quite at disappear moment yet they're they like i think last night might be the disappear game that's the one where they were like i regret spending the money on this yes yeah i good I like how so. how down low down bad how cowardly do you have to be to just throw on a lakers jersey when you live in denver lakers. and go to a nuggets lakers game and actually try to root for the Lakers? i put it on twitter yesterday that i don't think most of them knew they were bad yeah <laughs> I think like it was the first lakers game they've watched all year yeah all year yeah. they're like okay all right let's yeah. check Check out the squads oh, this we year, got LeBron, LeBron, Kendrick, we got AD. None. Man, you Wait, who is this? Matt Ryan? <laughs> oh, man, imagine. Yeah, imagine they're <laughs> like, looking at Austin Harrison Reeves. <laughs> you, you couldn't hear him in the fourth quarter. And I also <laughs> will say it looked like their media session wrapped up real quick. They yeah. got to the bus real oh, quick. No, let's talk about. <laughs> They've yeah. talked about the same thing after every yeah, game, I think. Right. <laughs> Enough about the Lakers, though. They're the losers that came into our building and humiliated themselves, left with the L on their way out. It was not really that close. You know, it wasn't really that close. Um, but we have a week sample size now, guys. One week. Not a week sample size. We have a one-week yeah, we, we sample both. size. It's a strong sample size. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, games. Uh, I want to talk about the trends, and we're going to start by talking. And by the way, play along with us in the chat here, <clears throat> talking about. Oh yeah, Kale. Oh, encouraged <laughs> or discouraged? Uh, yeah, look at that face. Oh my, I look like my grandpa. In you that look drawing. sick in both those pictures. <laughs> I do look sick in both of them. You're right. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> called either it's called jaundice or fever. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, the good things so far. Number one on my list, and I'm curious if you guys agree with me. The number one most encouraging thing about the season so far is none other than Lockdown Brown, a.k.a. Uh, Bruce Brown, a.k.a. a.k.a. Knockdown, Knockdown Brown, Brown. Yes. a.k.a. Brown Town. Brown, no, well, 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 yeah. well, yeah. That's a AKA different Brown. A.k.a. BB. Yeah, a.k.a. BB, which is like, As he know. prefers yeah. to be called. That's, a.k.a. No that's a qualifier there. He prefers it. But I mean this sincerely. I mean, he has been fantastic. Um, looks like he fits in. Everybody seems to like him. He's got the Jokic stamp of approval, which I think is really big. And he opens up a world of possibilities. We thought coming into this season, that's what he represented was you could plug him in to a Michael Porter spot or you know whatever, and it makes you more defensive minded. Turns out you could plug him into any single combination of starters outside of Jokic, and he makes you interesting, makes you different and interesting. So I'll start there. First of all, do you agree, Harrison, that he's the number one most encouraging thing? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, he's been exactly as advertised. When Bruce Brown signed here, this is exactly what we all thought he'd give the Nuggets. Um, I called him the best individual defender of the Jokic era on yes, this pregame show <laughs> a couple of days ago. Yeah. Some people agree with me. Some people disagreed. But I, I stand by it. I just think pound for pound, he's the best defender the Nuggets have I love, had. I love the qualifier pound for pound. Because he's small. Yeah. That's right. It's, you know only, I mean? like, it's only a qualifier you'd give for a small guy. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's like, pound for pound, Embiid is the best in, uh, defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of pounds. Like, yeah, he's just got a lot of pounds. He's a yeah. good defender. Yeah, but I, I just think defensively, of course, um, his motor is unmatched. Just watch Bruce Brown on a defensive possession. It's unbelievable. It's crazy how much energy this guy has and how many extra effort plays he makes. On the ball, he's great. He's pesky. He's aggressive. He's in your face. Off the ball, he's a smart, high-IQ defender who can guard you know, a ton of different positions. And he's also proven that he can fit in almost every single lineup that the Nuggets throw out there. And he can play so many different positions and fill so many different roles. I've loved the Bruce Brown experience so far. Uh, D-Line, wouldn't, this is how I would describe it so far. He's everything I I thought he was, just a lot more so. Because mm. it's not, I can't point to anything he's doing and say, like, I didn't know he had that. He's doing it. He's just doing it at such a higher impact than I expected. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just the fit, right? He's just like, his yeah. skill set is just absolutely hand in glove uh, for what the Nuggets needed. Like, just a quick guy. Like, I did not expect him to be this quick. I, I mean, right. I didn't see a lot of Bruce Brown film coming out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a team that I make sure I don't watch as much as possible. Um, so, you know, everybody was really excited about it. And I was like, well, sounds like the right kind of like archetype sort of player that we need for this squad. Like, but uh, I only expected him to be sort of like in the Tory Craig, like decent on offense, but really more of like just sort of a de defender, long arms. Uh, but his the quickness factor, like I keep saying, and like his ability to shoot, I mean, in this small sample size has been like really surprising me, really eye opening. I mean, I think we all, I think, said that he was going to be the perfect piece, but it's like you said, like it's one thing to think about it, but then yeah. to actually watch it and plays, watch it play out and like get those like driving plays to the rim and like all those cuts and things that he does that I just absolutely was not expecting feels like a bonus on top of it. It's awesome. Yeah. I agree with the bonus part. The drive to the rim. I knew he had, like, I knew he had a knack for taking advantage of valuable space, occupying valuable space, playing well off stars. But his ability to just one on one, oh, there's seven seconds left. There's nothing cooking here. I'm just going to take you to the rack. And he gets there. He's a lot more explosive than I knew. So he is offensively, I think, got a lot more to him than I thought out of, out of Brooklyn. Would you. <laughs> Has he changed your perspective at all, Wind, about how you think you should build a team around Nikola Jokic? And here's what I, here's what I'm here's the question I'm asking. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my guy Boris Diaw. I haven't talked. I haven't brought his name up for <laughs> I don't know a week. <laughs> oh, it's been like it's been like five shows or something. You know, he was in Charlotte before he went to San Antonio. He was in Phoenix. Was great. He bounced around a couple places. Goes to Charlotte, and he's terrible. He was so bad. I think they cut him. I don't even think it was a trade. I think they just cut him. And then he went to San Antonio, and it was like, oh no, that's a guy that actually fits this thing perfectly. Watching him has me thinking, 
there's a mold of player that we knew goes well with Jokic, and Bruce Brown might be the best example of that. Like where the lines between skill set in a vacuum versus skill set next to Jokic, and it's like skill set in a vacuum. He's a good player. He's a really good player. But next to Jokic, it's almost perfect. Does it change your mind about hey, what if you just had four Bruce Browns? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, I definitely think he's the type of role player that you that you want around Jokic. Great defensively, but also he's a super high IQ player. This the smartness that stands yeah. out. If there's one piece of this that surprised, I said nothing surprised me. If there's one piece, he is a smarter player than I thought. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is because. The last two years of his career, he's had to find a way to make himself valuable next to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for, for parts of the last two years at least. And you know, one way he's done that is just filling in the gaps, just right. doing whatever right. that team needs. And on the Nuggets, he's been able to spread his wings a little more, be, be more of a guy with the ball in his hands. He wasn't really that in Brooklyn. Um, but he just knows how to play winning basketball. It seems like, and he's such a smart player, and um, yes, high IQ, high upside defensive players yeah. is is yeah the first two things you probably want when looking for role players around Nikola Jokic. I think that another guy I could use, and Nuggets fans are going to hate me for bringing this guy yeah, up. Boy. I'm just talking basketball here, but Andre Iguodala is a little bit of this too. Absolutely, I, the difference is Iguodala was an All Star, so he was like a higher elevated player. But going to the Warriors made you realize just how great he was. He was a yeah. finals MVP there. But I think Bruce Brown's a lesser version. I mean, he's not quite an Iguodala level player. But it is that in that it's like, hey, yeah, but if you just give those guys, you still need the scores. You still need the Murrays and the Porters and whatever. You know, you need those guys around too. But if you just make everybody else a Bruce Brown, you might have something going there. And that's, and that's why to me... He is as good of a at so far it's early, but he's been as good of a fit. When you talk about is he as a good on ball defender as Gary? I don't know. We'll find out in the playoffs. You know, that's when we really get to find out. But he certainly seems to have all of the pieces you need to not be a negative on offense and an understanding of where he fits in and his defense is damn good. The only way I'd push back is I don't know if he's an archetype. I don't know how many Bruce Browns are laying around. You know, I know he like there's a skill set, and so I get what you're saying. My point just being Bruce Brown is is a tremendous yeah. player and a commodity as a role player and not just a fill-in-the-blank kind of guy. So I totally know what you mean about defensive-oriented players, but getting ones with his motor and his capability alongside Jokic offensively, like that's that's finding gold, you know? It just like there's players out there. This is maybe a bad example. I didn't think about this till just now, but like Nick Batum is a guy I always wonder if he'd be good in Denver. I think he would because he knows how to play. He's smart and he has a lot of tools. He's he's different from Bruce Brown. Sure. But this is just what I mean. It's proof of concept of hey, get the smart, unselfish, good defensive players in there at all positions, and as long as you have sure. enough of those guys around, they're going to end up yep. finding the seams. So By the way, just, what, just like just re basically just building the Serbian team. <laughs> kind of, but even, but even they like uh, I, honestly they, they like, didn't have enough defenders. Yeah, they didn't. True. They were even a little absent in some of these areas. Um, I will say one thing that's gone underrated: Jokic, because he hasn't hit put his foot on the gas pedal quite yet, only in little pockets. In the film, there's a couple passes this year that I look at that I go, he's got a little better at that. And the one I'm thinking of in particular, he had a couple turnovers yesterday early on, but the pick and roll where he's the point guard and then he splits the defender with the pass. To the role, uh -huh. mm. he's gotten so good at the. He had AG on a couple of them yesterday. He had Bruce Brown on a couple of them. He's just gotten so good at handling the ball in the pick and roll. And I think it's because we see him do it. You don't notice that he's doing it more frequently than he used to do because hmm. you're like, yeah, we've seen him do it. And that's just one of them. The other thing that I think he does more frequently, and people aren't don't don't notice it as much, is slip the screen. And, or just catch on the move. I shouldn't catch even say because yeah. some of that is he catches it off of slips. But some of this is just that. <laughs> and I wish other players would learn this from him. I wish other players. There's a line in the documentary that you guys will see tonight at seven o'clock on Ivaka, nice. where's a player talking about him that says something like, "He's really good at he just sees other people do things and then he steals it, like he absorbs it. You know, he learns just from observation." And it's true, but I wish other players had this with Yoke. I wish. Um, Jamal Murray was better at like catching off the move, and Michael Porter were—they're actually both pretty good at this. But he's gotten so good at that and going, and these things add up. You used yep. to do it once a game, now you do it three times a game, and it's like, yeah, that's more dynamic. Number two on my list, guys. Number two from my list is Brown Town, Christian Brown. Um, again, it's happened so slowly. The temperature on him has been turned up so slowly over the course of six weeks for us who have been in the weeds. It's only been five days or five games. Five games ago, 
We did not think he was in the rotation. He wasn't. Yeah, that's but, right. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, okay, <laughs> I was, would I, be. I was, I think, the most bullish on him. And I was like, by Christmas, I think he'll start to get minutes. Yeah. You know, we're five games into sure. the season, and it's unfathomable to think about him not playing, to get a good DNP. <laughs> it's know. unfathomable it at this really moment. Is. He yeah. is, he's first man off the bench right now. He's He he's, played more minutes than Bones yesterday, yeah. which, again, I don't think these things are going to continue forever. But I do think that he is a guy that is not going to get DMPs in the near future. Yeah. Well, he was not in the rotation on opening night. And then game two, he played 28 minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah Jamal Murray didn't play in game two, but everybody else was healthy. Ever since then, he's been absolutely locked in for minutes. Kale changed the camera angle. There you go. Um, it's now, like you said, unfathomable to think of this guy as somebody who's not in the night-to-night rotation. His ascension has been crazy. Yep. There hasn't been another rookie like in the Malone era, other than Bones Highland, who had some some weird circumstances yeah, with Jamal different. Murray being it out. Different. It was different. But compared to all of the rookies, how quickly, and I tweeted this last night, how quickly Christian Brown has f- cemented himself in Michael Malone's foxhole. It's but happened but, after five games. But totally. you know what? This is proof of concept of a Michael Malone. How, If you want playing time, the things that you can do. Clearly. Yeah. But I also don't think it's unfair to... For Michael Malone, me saying this is a Michael Malone thing makes it sound like, yeah, you got to play to his strengths or whatever. I just think they're good strengths if you want to get on the court, which is don't make mistakes. Rather than making big plays, just don't make mistakes. Know what you're supposed to be doing, which I just, he doesn't ever, he's never in the wrong spot. I can always tell when guys don't know the plays. Even guys like KCP who have been around, like every now and then there's yoke that's like, he'll run a play and he'll be like, you know, like you come here and then I go here and like. Christian Brown, I think, just has it. Like he just picked up yep. on the things that it's like. Okay, I'm not going to screw up. I'm not always going to hit shots. I'm not going to do this, and yeah. it's so so valuable. And I am I am just so high on his defensive fundamentals and upside. Yeah, he's never in the wrong spot defensively. He never misses a rotation. He's always in the right position when he's one or two passes away and help side. He just has such high like defensive awareness yeah. for a rookie. Um, you just like watch him on defense and he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, he might commit a foul or he might get burned, but he's always in the right spots when he rotates over in the pick and roll and he's the low man, like we talk about so much. He's always there where some guys will get to that spot late. For a rookie, for a, a guy as young as he is, how advanced he sees the game defensively is, it's incredible. And that's not hyperbole. So, uh, so coachable. He never just runs to the bench. If there's a stoppage in play, eyes are up, ears are open. Should Yoke have something to say? Should Malone have something to say? He's receptive. He's looking for it. I, I would think, you know, it's not just coachable. It's eagerness to going out of his way to learn. <clears throat> this is a guy who understands what it's about. And listen, this stuff can be greatly overstated, particularly for end of the bench guys. But there's a championship resume here. There is winning basketball under Christian Brown's belt. So it's really awesome to see at the NBA level already. What's your concern level, D-Line, that it's like not a flash in the pan, but that there's going to be regression with him going forward? Well, I mean, the things that are being asked of him are things that are not like – he's not getting hot defensively. He's like like a tryhard in like the best possible way that you could mean that. Like he just like – puts effort in he like goes after it i mean he i i imagine his shooting is going to be a little bit of a roller coaster sure but sure. it's like what you you know this is exactly again like there's a lot of like what we expected certain players to be um as far as what their fit is on the team and he's a guy exactly like what you're talking about he's just like a hard-nosed defender kind of guy like we'll go after rebounds we'll go into like the the places under the rim where other guys won't and um and then you just leave the rest up to Jokic and right. you just kind of yep. do your job yep. and it's it just kind of fills in the space around. I mean, oftentimes when a rookie comes in, you expect them. You, you always think about rookies, at least I do, and I think most people do, about like their offensive capabilities. Oh, man, this guy's going to come in. Paolo Bencaro is going to score. You know, like you don't really think about drafting like a high, like a rookie that's a glue guy right off mm. the back. And he's just that. Like you just plug him in. It's like, yeah. know, do, do your job. Like if you're open, hit it. Like, but. If you don't hit it, like just get some rebounds, man. Like just right. stay in front of, like just do all of the stuff we need to have done. So it's 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 like a really encouraging start. I mean, I especially didn't expect to see him, you know, making Im- an impact so early. But again, I think I was just mostly thinking about offensively, right? You know, and 
just the little things like the the winning basketball stuff the just nothing that even stuff you don't even notice like in the stat sheet you just really have to watch a player like him to understand like why totally he, why he's valuable but it, th- this is just like an all things are possible through Jokic example again like would christian brown be impactful this way on another on i actually the Rockets, think he would maybe be. You, i well, think well, he would be possible yeah he has like a nose for the ball that you either have it or you don't i don't even know if he ha- he does have a nose for the ball but i think more than anything it's effort like well, he just always i mean that goes into it for sure yeah. um but his offensive he had these two offensive rebounds last night and it's just like plays that if you know you're not always tracking towards the ball and just if you don't have that natural nose for the ball you don't get those offensive rebounds yeah and yeah. he's always in the mix there's yeah. a lot of plays he almost makes as well yeah. yeah all right let's take a break on the other side we still have more uh encouraging things to get yeah. through i thought we were going to get through all of them too encouraged we're just much too we're encouraged. so encouraged three and two dude we've never been more you know what i'm encouraged by you know what i really do love fall i've talked about this a lot sure. you know today the snow up up and up where i live was falling real big heavy flakes it was gorgeous man Absolutely gorgeous. I'm happy for you. Driving in today. What a treat. Oh, it's such a treat, man. The air smells different. Uh, That's your cue, Wind. DraftKings (laughs) Sportsbook, guys. How much more of an assist do I have to throw? NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in. Got to opt in. Place a stepped up same game parlay today. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook. With promo code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, if you're looking for Nuggets tickets, if you're looking for concert tickets, tickets to shows in Denver, uh, wherever you are, not just in Denver, check out the Game Time app. They've got these great last-minute price drops if you're a procrastinator. They've got great deals on there. So download the Game Time app. Use the link in our YouTube or podcast description. It's right there. If you're watching the show on YouTube, just scroll down a little bit. There it is, highlighted. Click on it. Find your tickets through that link. It's got great options for Nuggets tickets this season, concerts, shows, whatever you need. Or if you're listening on as a podcast, this is a podcast. Uh, it's in the podcast description as well. So use that link. Download the Game Time app. Don't mess around with all those, all those other third-party sites. Use the Game Time app and our description and our link there in the go. description. Let's go. You guys want to be more encouraged? My next most encouraging take here item: Michael Porter. And it's weird to say this. He might show up on the other list, too. But Michael Porter, it's a little underrated just how well he came into the season playing. I mean, we talked about I had a couple concerns for him. Obviously, health is one, which mixed results so far. He looked way healthier than Murray. And then all of a sudden he missed a game. Is he hurt? We don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. This one could change. But um, he looks so healthy right out of the gate. And then the other concern was, well, maybe he's going to go rogue. You know, he's going to want a little bit more. He's been elite at fitting in. And then, oh, by the way, he's shooting 50 percent from three. I think it's underrated how much Michael Porter has been a positive this year. Does he still have the defensive issues? No question about it. But I think he played in the first week better than my expectations. And I had high expectations because I'm an MPJ guy. He's been steady, which is not a word you'd think to use often for him. Um, And he's far closer to a problem, to a solution than a problem through, through these games. He's playing winning basketball. I think a lot of these shots are coming within the flow of the offense. We are all pleasantly surprised to see that. So much of it is just the Nuggets doing what they'd like to do. Somewhere the defense has to give and help, and then wouldn't you know it, Mike's open, and what are you going to do? And and he's 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 taken the right approach. I thought he's battled pretty hard on the boards defensively. It's been up and down, but there's also been bright spots too. He dove for that for that loose ball in Utah. Maybe we don't want to see him do that, but he's showing you effort. He's showing you he cares. I think how committed Michael is to winning is the most understated and appreciated thing about him in his young career. I think that's, I think that's pretty fair. Um, Are you encouraged by Porter D line? Well, yeah, only because he's playing. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, not because he's shooting really well. And no, he's shooting. It, this is, but this to me is like Porter. It's like you just get. This feels like what I would always expect, would have expected from just his natural progression. It's like encouraging just to see him like develop as a basketball player. Um, so I mean, yes, of course. Like it's just, but it's just great to like get him up there and like just get him playing. And like it's a little discouraging he didn't play last game. <laughs> Uh, but, I, I, but you know, like, does that know. mean anything? I don't know. I mean, it's just, he's just so like, man, that Porter ride is a, it's a day. It's, it's, it's a neck snapper. Like, the only thing I'll say though about this is Porter and you're right. It's only one week. It's a small sample size, but he, his best year, he took six and a, less than six and a half threes a game and made 44 and a half percent of them. He's taking eight, eight threes a game right now and making yeah. 50% of them. And again, it's a very small sample size, but I'm encouraged by the rate at which he's getting them up. You're oh, right. Yeah. That's part of just Denver being better. Um, but also to be making 50% of them when I feel like, to be honest, I feel like he left one game on the table where I was like, totally. he was off. Totally. So I don't know. I just, um, totally. so I, I think this is the best he's played in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm really encouraged by his offense. Think about this. I know Michael Porter Jr. missed less time than Jamal Murray, but still, Michael Porter Jr. hadn't played in an NBA game in around a year. Yeah. Jamal Murray hadn't played in an NBA game in around 18 months. Jamal Murray doesn't have his three-point shot right now. Michael Porter's shooting 50% from three on eight attempts per game. Um, How so many players in the NBA are taking eight? I wonder. I'm gonna look that up. God, it's gonna be. He's up there early. among. I think before, like the Warriors played their game a couple of nights ago, Porter was second in the in the NBA in three pointers made. Um, yeah. He's he's up near the top. He's sixteenth in, in attempts or tied for fifteenth, I should say. What is he in makes? In makes per game, it's like two. Uh, he is tied for third. Yeah, so he yes. would be like two if he had played last night. Um, I'm really encouraged by his offense. Like you said, D-line, this is like how I would expect Porter to look on offense if he had played last season. He looks substantially better to me on offense than he looked last season. Like this is the next step. And it's kind of unexpected, I think, at least for me, that he took it. Without playing last year, yeah. What is, what is this? His, act, his third year, really? Like, yeah, on the his third year. Um, and <laughs> but like, <laughs> but, really but we've had him for five years, but this is his third year playing. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, he's. I just hope we get like, we just actually get out of Michael Porter Jr. Like what he has in him, you know. It's just like that. It's just always so nerve wracking with him. He just is. He's so incredible. His shot is so goddamn incredible. Yeah, I'm curious. I was trying to look it up while we were doing this. What the numbers look like when he's on with Jokic and you know Murray is not in the game, which we've yeah. seen a little bit of. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I just don't. I, I actually think it's been undersold how impactful he his is offense right now. is. Is definitely encouraging, and it's been better than I expected this early in the season. It's the way he's getting it because it's it doesn't feel like pressing a different button because Jamal is still rusty. It, to me, it feels like as Jamal gets better, it might help Porter even more. It's not – he's just taking open shots, and he doesn't miss open shots. <laughs> and I think the more the high-usage point guard gets you know, gets his, his legs underneath him and his form together, the more room there is for MPJ to, to take this up a notch. So it's encouraging. This is funny. So, I mean, this is really small sample size. The small sample size stuff is hilarious early in the season, but the Jokic-Porter minutes in the time that Murray has missed, the Nuggets have a 137 offensive rating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I mean... That's a joke. Uh, and that's 43 minutes, so it's not nothing for a number like that. That'll obviously come down, but it just goes to show you that Denver has this elite. Now, I will say their defensive rating, 131. <laughs> like, really? Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah that kind of spoils the, what the number you just said. It's weird game by four. It's fine. Yeah, so. um, another encouraging thing for me here, KCP. I don't have as much to say about him, but he does also just look like a great fit. His defense has been very good. He's making shots, and he hasn't really colored outside the lines you know, of what the team's trying to do. So I don't really have tons of thought. Anybody have like a specifically big thing to say about KCP? No, because he's been exactly as advertised. No. This is exactly what you thought KCP was going to be. And then starting lineup versatility to me is an encouraging thing. They're just You see so many iterations of the starting lineup, including what we saw last night. And they all work, so I'm excited about that. All right, discouraging. Ooh, no. Number one with a oh bullet, boy. the defense. It's only five games. Again, we can't do the – we have to – 
speak out of the same side of our mouth on this. We can't be like, oh, it's small sample size, but it's all promising. And then small sample size, it doesn't count. It's sure, bad here. The defense has been pretty abysmal so far, um, despite having better defenders. Do you know who has the worst? I know defensive rating is a team stat, so this is unfair. But you know who has the worst one? It kind of surprised me. Milwaukee? No, no, no of, of players on the Nuggets. Oh. Bruce Brown. By a good wow. margin. I know it's kind of surprising. Yeah, so. well, we know individual defensive rate doesn't yeah. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Um, but the defense overall, to me, is a pretty discouraging thing. Vote. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's two, I think, major factors in it. One is communication, well-documented. The other, as Malone has spent some time saying, is just one-on-one defense. Just blow-bys. I think one really big factor in Denver's poor start defensively are the turnovers. Don't think they have their stuff together on that end necessarily anyway, but there's also like an added 10 to 12 points right now, sometimes way more than that, that they're just kind of throwing the other team. Like last night, they barely got that munder, but if they don't turn it over seemingly a thousand times in the first half, like that's not close, you know? And so that's one area where I think they can tighten it up. Another's pride and another's communication. We'll see to what extent that third one's real and how much it improves as these guys play together. There's a lot to work in here, yeah. especially considering the Jamal factor, which is just kind of weird. Yeah. What do you think, D-Line? Yeah, it is. I don't know, man. The defense is strange to me. Like, it it never feels necessarily to me like they're playing bad defense, but the, the, the points on the board really don't lie. Um, I don't find myself just a lot of times being like, oh, God. Like, But there are, of course, those moments. I mean, there's, of course, like – some the bad switching, you know, like again, not communicating or somebody specifically being in the wrong spot. Um, I really, I mean, I'm I'm discouraged, but I'm not concerned. Like I don't I don't think it's going to be a trend throughout the season. I, I just not with the actual defenders they have on the team. It's just I mean, this is stuff that they just have to work together. The same thing as you know that you you talk about on office all the time. We just talk about. Offense being, especially with Jokic being so com- connected, and and then in def- on defense, you know, oftentimes it gets boiled down to like, you know, nobody's protecting the rim or there's no containment defense. But it's just it's all connected. Well, these guys just have to find each other. They need to make sure that they're saying like, hey, hey, switch, whatever. Like, I think one thing that's underrated though, wind that I think is a bit of a concern is the foul rate. I think Denver has a bottom five foul rate right now, and they're just giving up a lot of free throw or free throw attempt rate, I should say. And I think that's one of the things like that's one way that teams score on you. That's hyper. It's actually the most. It's more efficient than three pointers is getting to the line, and Denver's getting guys to the line a lot right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with D line. I'm discouraged but not concerned. I wonder if a lot of it is just like veteran team on entering the fifth game of the regular season energy. It's like, oh, oh yeah, the regular season started. Right. Let's let's defend. Yay, that's not fun. Right. So, look, they should be a fine defense. I think they will be ultimately, but part of the discouraging thing is they got all these defenders in here this season and we were all like Oh, that was the offseason focus, you know, to get better defensively. They're going to be a different defensive team from game one, from opening night. And it just didn't happen that way. And so um, that is a little discouraging, but I think they'll get there. And I just think they've just got to look inward and be like, all right, let's get serious. Like, right. let's let's stop messing around like it's go time now let's just let's play for real now and i i I mean truthfully i don't think there's anyone that embodies that more than nikola Jokic. he just his defense has been not good not good at all yeah he like if anybody comes toward the rim he just does a full olay like he he got one foul last night and he was like i'm never getting another foul again (laughs) like i don't care also anthony davis like faded away on every shot yeah (laughs) but but even if somebody this is always the case with Jokic. but should that you know, uh, perimeter defense breakdown. It that's just a smooth. That's a direct line to the to the rim. Like yeah. you're not going to get any uh, resistance from Jokic at this point in the season. Like by uh, watching him for years now, I'm always just like, put your goddamn hands up, please. Just put your hands up at minimum. Um, and that happened. This is it's a care thing. It, it, and I, you know, at this point, it's like care means maybe the wrong word. Like, it, but it's just an effort thing, I should say, or a 
a desire to stop. Once we've, I mean, we've seen what it looks like when the lights are really on, when it actually matters. Jokic does defend at a really high level. He's just not doing it right now, and yeah. he's not the only one. Yeah. He's not the only one, and he's on the floor with Mike, and then Jamal, who's working his way back from injury. So that's your back line yeah. and your point of attack defense. That's probably something like, we didn't discount enough or think about yeah. enough is just Jamal Murray is like, he's playing 30 minutes a game now. You know, he's he's out there a lot. 20, 27. Is well, it 27 a game? I thought he played like 30 a game. Maybe, 30 I, last maybe night. I could be wrong. Okay. Or 30 the night before, or the game before he played 30. Um, like, he's playing starter level, level minutes. He's playing almost as many as he did two years ago. And with that, he's going to be counted on a lot defensively, and he just can't do it right now. Um, um, <laughs> surprisingly, Jamal Murray, best individual defensive rating on the uh, team. Okay. Uh, Jokic second. <laughs> So well, that means absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Do you, mean anything. I, or it means we have no idea. No, it doesn't. That means absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I do, I, but I, I'm with you on Jokic. He does need to pick Thank it up. I, w- I do think it's early. I mean, the Nuggets just played the worst offense in the NBA, and guess what? They climbed like seven spots in the standings. I think they went from 29th to 22nd or something like that. I mean, this, it's early. I don't think you can cite these types of numbers with conviction for you know probably till Christmas, to be honest with you. And even then, there's still so much context to be added. I think one number you can cite is what opponents are shooting in the restricted area. And I don't know what it is now, but before last night, they were giving up almost 80% field goal percentage in the restricted area which is like hard to do and they they were the worst team in the league defending the restricted restricted area last year it seems like they're trending that direction again um the bench i think maybe you can say defense one or bench one one of those two is 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 easily one and you know we can call this bones in the bench you know when you went from monte morris to bones highland bones represented the higher upside as an individual talent monte the more steady like we know he can run a bench this or that now i don't think that this is a bones highland problem i think bones is being affected by the bench as much as he is affecting if not more so than what he is affecting it and i do think that these things will stabilize my confidence is bones is as high as it was entering the season but i don't have a ton of confidence in the bench having like coherent night to night rotations when everyone's healthy i do think there's things you can do but guess what? We're going to start playing some games where you don't have KCP possibly for a while. You might not have Murray or Porter a night here or there. And so you're going to be compromised. And that's the thing with me with the bench. This is the one that has maybe the longest runway where I go. Denver might, to really polish off their rotation, might have to add a guy or make a move at some point before we really feel great about it. And Bones is in a tough spot because that bench will not succeed unless he's very aggressive. Yeah. But he also won't thrive unless he identifies and establishes a half-court identity for that team, for that group. So, you know, it shouldn't all be on him, but as the most talented player in the point guard, a lot of it is. So he's got his own kind of game within the game here as he navigates this regular season. He's got to find the, okay, we need this win tonight. I'm the guy who can score. But also we need to figure out some sort of process that works. And I think you've got you've seen him sort of caught in that and, and really forcing the issue a lot. Yeah. So we'll see how that figures out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like almost fully convinced that he shouldn't be running the second unit like i really just think that he is a divine scorer like he is has so much to offer he's a great he's a great passer too but that's different than being a floor general yes most definitely he's like he's forcing the issue in every facet and he's shooting sometimes when he shouldn't he's driving the lane with like complete reckless abandon and then like looking up when it's when he's done and then trying to figure out what to do after the fact um i just with ish smith on the bench i just i don't i can't wrap my head around like why we haven't seen his uh, you know his emer- i mean with, unless it's just like the we're playing the long game we're you know we're this we're playing the war of attrition we know we're gonna need guys like uh, ish moving forward and he's a veteran we don't want to burn him out rely on him on that bench but i just to me, it's like there's just a there is a facilitation problem with the bench. There's just a like you said, there's an identity problem. It's it's confusing. You know, I, I don't even know what their most optimal way to play currently is, um, and I certainly don't see it with these players. I mean, it's in it, it again. I don't even know what like it feels like the the lineup is like kind of in flux too. Like we see lots of different lineups, which is a about like it's a benefit to have that many players you feel comfortable with but i just there's just some they gotta figure it out a little bit it's just it's miscast at the moment I yeah bones has got to pick it up in my opinion like i've been a little disappointed by him so far this season he's trying to do too much i almost <laughs> feel like just gotta yeah. just gotta settle down 
I would like to see some more lineups. It's funny because Christian Brown, we now like, you know, feel like he's in the rotation. Okay, is he your three? Does he replace Davon? All right. Jeff's going to be there. DeAndre or Zeke, but it looks like DeAndre most of the time. So there's only one spot that's open right there. And then you ask yourself, does that is that Bruce Brown or is Bruce Brown playing more minutes and it's Jamal Murray? Is it Michael Porter? I don't. There's something to be figured out there. Is it KCP? You just give Bones another shooter and maybe the spacing works out. I don't know. Is it Ish Smith? But I do think Denver's going to have to experiment and tinker a little bit with that second unit because I don't have high hopes. As much as I have high hopes in Bones individually, yeah. I don't have high hopes in that unit making things easy on him mm. or yeah. him to be able to save yeah. them in that way. Um, let's take a break, Wind. On the other side, we'll wrap up our discouraging thing. I've got more discouragement. Jesus, man. I have a whole list of discouragement. I thought you said we went long on the encouraging. And, uh, then, we did, <laughs> and then we're here. And then at the end, we might ask ourselves, should we trade for LeBron James like George <laughs> Carl wants? Wow. This Stay is a, tuned for that. I'm encouraged. <laughs> That's Stay. the discouraging part. Yeah. The discouraging section <laughs> of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, pick up some Broncos Country Pale Ale uh, this week. So... You're ready to go when the Broncos battle the Jaguars in Ding London. Ding dong, London town. Yay, London. Yay. Um, Broncos Country Pale Ale from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Um, make sure to pick some up this week. Broncos Country Pale Ale. It's got that Broncos logo on it. And um, if you don't know where to find Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. That will tell you where to get it. Uh, if... You are local. Come down to the DNVR bar. We got Breck Brew here. Also, check out the Breck Brew Farmhouse in Littleton. They've got all the Breck Brew you, that you can want right there. At Hassel Cattle Company, you can use the code DNVR20 to get 20% off at HasselCattleCompany.com. Hassel Cattle Company, their beef is raised in Texas on a family farm. It's the best damn Wagyu beef around. It, that's legit. Like It's the best beef you'll have. The taste the marbling it's just the best um, so hasslecattlecompany.com use the code dnvr20 to get 20 percent off your entire purchase go into their website click what you want they have tons of different options every type of meat you, you could choose put it all in your cart check out it will show up on your doorstep Beef it's train. that easy uh, use the code dnvr20 at hasslecattlecompany.com for 20 percent off. holiday beef train dude I'm going to deliver a holiday beef train to my family. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was... What? Uh, I don't know. I've, I what, don't know. What, is the, what is the basket, though, that it has, like, uh, uh, cheese oh, and it, the, it, the sausages? In Pepperidge Farms? Yeah, like those types of things. Or not Pepperidge Farms. Yeah, Hickory Farms. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah, but like, now... underrated. Yes, yeah, Adam's got a take. little basket, you know, a <laughs> little basket the of things. <laughs> but the problem, is that, yeah. the problem is that you knew about that before you knew about Hassle Cattle. That's true. Now that we know about Hassle Cattle, that thing is like delivering your family just a basket of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh jamal murray i have in here on the discouraging part and but i, I don't i feel like it's almost unfair yeah i yeah. just the runway is going to be long for him and when you see it you're like whatever i i'm hopeful though and we'll get to this when we start talking actually we can kind of talk about next couple games here you know we've seen four games now from jamal murray one week are we gonna i'll, I'll start with you on this one wind are we gonna see a better jamal murray over the next five games in your opinion by the way, the Nuggets don't have a back-to-back till December 28th. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So we might crazy. be able to get a little rhythm going here. But Ooh, do you think the next Christmas five games present. look the same or better for Jamal? <sighs> Probably the same. Probably the same. I think in every game he's had a stretch where you go, wow, like that looks like Jamal Murray. Yeah. Even last night, yeah. you know, he had a stretch like that in the second half. Mm-hmm. But also every game he has a stretch where you're like, Wow, that's a guy who hasn't played an NBA game in 18 months. Yeah. And it would have been stupid for us to expect anything different, totally. I think. Uh, we knew this was going to be a long runway. Uh, we knew that he's. it's going to take a while for him to get that rhythm back and just feel the game again. So I think it's going to be up and down, yeah, for, for a little more here. Yeah. Incremental. Here's the thing, though, D-Line. This is the schedule coming up. Utah, who's not a... I don't know if they're a great team, but they're off to a good start. But I I still think they're, like, not a contending team. Lakers, the Thunder, the Spurs, the Spurs, Indiana. Those are all tanking teams outside of Utah, which might be a tanking team by the end of the year. The only problem is they don't spend the same night in the same city again through that entire stretch. In fact, they don't do that again... The first time they spend this, a night in the same city, you mean they're is, not staying over in San Antonio. Well, here I'm just saying they're never home for more than one game, and then they River go on the rock road. anyone. But <laughs> until November 28th, they play Houston twice on a at home, 28th and 30th. Isn't that crazy? 
They don't yeah. play more than one game in the same city in a row for an entire month. Are you saying that that should inhibit his progress? I'm just saying that as much as they're bad teams, there is a lot of travel there, and that travel typically is hard. Yeah, I mean, that you know, like, but it's, it's so, like, running a marathon or working out is hard. Like, it just, it's hard and it's hard. It's like slow incremental progression, and, like, it's good. that That's what the NBA is, traveling and waking up and getting into that rhythm and, like, getting the speed of the game. And he's not, like, Jamal currently isn't, going up against an opponent he's just going up against himself he's like gotta figure out and get his that's well get said. his play back like he needs to be able to i mean I, I we said it last night i love that he kept shooting last night it was just his jump shot was hopeless and he was like Keep going. i don't care yeah. just like there's only one way for jamal like he just has to get through it and it's there and it's you just get little by little by little it's just like anything in life just small steps and there's going to be an explosion at some point like he's going to and then he's going to be bad the next game and then it's it's like it's just going to this is like you see this with players coming back from this kind of injury like Zach Levine wasn't himself until for a full year and then yeah. he came back and he was now he's incredible again and he's actually better than he was before he got injured and Jamal has it it's just we're just dealing with physical his physical body is I do, I do have to say athletically I've been impressed yeah um the dunk he had against the Lakers I was like wow I didn't know if he was gonna try to pull that off this early uh that like 180 pass he had when he got up yep. in, in in the lane right at the hoop and then like turned 180 degrees and then passed him I was like wow um he, he, he's got his hops back. Yeah. And it seems like he trusts himself to do that. I, yeah, that's I was really yeah. encouraged by that last night. I thought last night was the most he got himself in the mix of other things. And Malone talked about it after the game. That's really encouraging. I think he looked more comfortable. Now, up to speed is the is this game moving maybe faster than he'd like it to. All those things, that'll come later. But the way he battled on the boards, trying to get involved in other ways... Yeah. And, and, and played defense last night. I know I was just criticizing it, but he picked up some steals. He was battling. I, I think that was a, a, one of the great first signs that there's going to be improvement the more you play him. And, yeah. and so I'm encouraged by that. Yeah, I was saying this. I, I think, to me, it seems like he's getting his power back. And then after his power will come his finesse. You know, And it's like he just has to get strong and feel confident. You know, when saying that, like him seemingly feeling more and more comfortable in his athleticism, trusting his legs, his body, like that's the first step. And then it gets <laughs> to the place where it's like you actually, you know, like then you start to get out of your body and you start to be play through your only through your mind. You know? What was it that legs was your key? <laughs> was this? Oh, yeah. Legs. Uh, what was it? Take it. Just for some reason. Somebody always had legs. was out for legs. Yeah. And you're like heavy that was legs. The word. Was leg. it Jamal? It might have been Jamal. I can't remember. <laughs> heavy legs. Yeah. Heavy legs. But, yeah, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> Number four on here, I would say, is Michael Porter's general health. And this might be a nothing, but, you know, it's a concern right now as we're sort of waiting on an update. Uh, by the way, the injury report came out. He's listed as questionable, as is KCP, which, by the way, one it's funny how questionable can mean many things. By the way, Davon Reed, personal reasons, questionable as well. Questionable for KCP. Sweet. He's already upgraded know, to questionable. <laughs> like, that's not great. Yeah. Michael Porter, questionable. Still? Yeah. So... I mean, KCP was questionable to return in that game. So he's, I, I would say that Friday is a possibility. We don't know. We'll see. It's ankle stuff. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to get into the Michael Porter thing. I just, we're in a weird moment in time right now where tomorrow we'll have more information about, you know, this or that. Like if he plays tomorrow, okay. This well, the fact nothing. that Malone said it was back spasms, I think that was encouraging. That's encouraging? For me, yeah. It wasn't spasms like he. Are, it spasms. wasn't like he slipped the disc again. Yeah. <laughs> spasms are muscles, and yeah, that's definitely everything encouraging. Else is structural. Was that not encouraging to you? Well, that I think uh, no, <laughs> no. Really, back, every back spasm uh, is discouraging. I agree with Adam. <laughs> but I, know, I, I know what you mean when juxtaposed with the, as the worst case scenario. Yeah, is certainly a relief. Yeah. Certainly. Um, and then I'll say Jokic's general mood. I have this as a discouraging thing. Now, Eric is preaching, and I think he's right about this, that it's it's Jokic's typical October self, and it's probably true. Uh, but nonetheless, we have to put it in here. We can't pretend we know what the solve is or what the end of this is. It's just it's a bummer because... You think he likes uh, mini muffins? Cause is it, we sent him something. Yeah, we sent a basket. It, it's a bummer because <laughs> of what he did rock, last yeah. night. Bonafide reminder game. And so Jokic... It wasn't even, though. I'm telling you, it was a reminder like eight minutes to close the game. Th and that's what I mean. Like, in And the then first, they won, yeah. 
Yes, but a reminder game to me is like, and this is what I'm, I know I'm being, we're being so piggy. The bar for Jokic is so ridiculously so high. So pedantic. And it's unfair at times, but at the same time, it's not unfair. You're the best player in the world. Well, yeah, and sometimes yeah, bar's high. you look at this and you go, why not just go out there and smack the other team that's, in the first quarter and do this or that? And, you know, maybe we'll get like, a little bit more of that as you go on. Huh? He's like, I don't want to smack it. Like, <laughs> and he's earned the right to like sort of look. I know when to turn it on. Fine, but it it's a it's very understandable for someone to look at it and be like, Hey, can you just do the thing again, though? Yeah, can yeah. you just do the thing? Where say, we it. Yeah, say, say it. Yes, say it. Can you just be the best MVP. in the world again? I want to win MVP. <laughs> right. We'll find out. The, uh, all right, here's in the next in the next Someone in the next week. <laughs> Eric, you're you're the uh, the seasonal affect disorder, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. You're the expert on I'm this. I'm the sad boy. Um, it snowed a little today. Yeah, um, but, but look at me and I put on a cocoon. You did put on a cocoon. <laughs> Do you think uh, Jokic in the next week will be the same emotionally or a little bit better, like marginally better or worse? Are they here today? No. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're here. We're in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> the snow really got him, huh? Oh, man. Actually, you bring up an interesting point, though. Yeah. No, Doesn't feel right. Doesn't no, feel I'm right. telling you, you wake up on a day like this and you're, you know, you're flawed mentally like I am. And it's just like. Totally. Uh, you just feel the weight of the clouds on you and you're like uh i can't believe i just had to finally open my eyes at 11 in the afternoon this sucks no but there's 11 I mean, in the <laughs> afternoon it'd be truthfully like there's just something you're i mean like today i you know like i was like hey you guys want to get pizza like i want to feel hugged oh. by everything during the day and that did change my day by the I way did, totally. i was in such a bad Absolutely. mood before the pizza listen man it's real it's it's a real thing like i really think he has it i'm obviously uh you know, I'm not saying he has it, but he probably has it. Um, and it, it matters. It means something. Like your mental, your mentals is everything. You got to take care of your chicken, your mentals, and your uh, money. I don't know what's going on right what? now. Um, that's here's what Marshawn Lynch said. The, oh. te- the ten, the first ten <laughs> okay, games of the that. season. Here's a weird schedule quirk. Donnie. First ten games of the season, they'll play the Spurs twice, the Thunder twice, the Lakers twice, and the Jazz twice. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That will be 10 games into the season, and we've only seen six total teams. You know, that actually is really strange. It's like really strange, man. I don't get it. It's underrated that I just brought up. Um, what else in the next five games do we expect to happen? I, here's my ones. I think Murray will play a little bit better. I think we'll have at least one game that is like, we'll call it good. Like right now, he's had some like good moments, but we haven't felt like a good game. I think in the next five games, there's going to be one that's like, Man, that was a good Jamal, Jamal game. I think we'll get one of those. I think we'll get more dominant Jokic. I just think he's warming up. Into the, he's, he's starting off slow, but it gets better. I do think we'll see meaningful improvements there. I don't think we'll see meaningful improvements on the defense. Um, Won't hold my breath anyway. Uh, do I have any other takes here? I no, think you kind of undersold Jokic's performance, though, in, in terms of trending in the direction within the context of this conversation of getting better. Like that was We've talked so often about Jokic versus AD, that matchup, and they guarded each other on national TV for the entire game. And I know he didn't do it in the first quarter, but when the game was on the line, he buried that dude. So I I did feel like it was a step above from what he's brought prior. So to the point I was I I, encourage maybe I'm being a hater here, but I was more like unimpressed with AD than I was impressed with Yoke. I was impressed with Yoke, but I was just like so unimpressed with AD. Dude, I love that AD has a sad, weepy haircut now. Like, <laughs> he just looks like, like shit. It just, but it like, it like, it like, Doesn't it just he? looks like, he like, his hair looks like, like his What game. is he doing? Like, dude. Spicy wind. You realize that this is a guy that's built his entire identity on how ugly he is. Yeah. Hey, not He's the brow. Not He's apparently people. leaning into it. He's the brow. Something that you could easily fix with a pair of tweezers. Yeah. I just more like, look, maybe the guy's just hurt again, and that's a shame. I don't want to well, make fun of a guy for I'm always being. Well, he was hurt a lot. Back, yeah. But I'm telling you, man, like, he never ran the court. Like, he every he never went for any extra. Like, he his effort level was honestly, out of a scale of a 1,000, it was like a 2. Well, can you imagine, though, effort level on that Lakers team? Like, there's the word futile, and then there's playing hard for that team. Dude, I'm telling you, you think of this all the time about – uh, young players when they come in and they're trying to learn what is the NBA, what's it like here? Like if you're a r- young player right now in the Lakers, you're kind of like, this is weird. The good players don't try or talk to anyone, <laughs> and we all hate each <laughs> other. And we yeah. all like you, you could just see the like. Mm. The, Wait, the, so your best player, maybe the best player of all time, 
isn't supposed to be a good leader. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think Matt Ryan's like, how do I be a pro? I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, should right I now. be upset that LeBron James is out producing another television show instead <laughs> of here at practice? Yeah. That was a weird thing. I will yeah. say Jokic is shooting seventy two and a half percent from two point range this season. Dude, he's incredible. that's the point though. He can do whatever he wants. He's just like he's not we he just can't shoot we it just watched him within the arc Euro so basket looking like the most dominant version of himself and that was a month ago and now he's all, he's already back to like oh first day of school like yeah. he's a teacher he's like god damn it this like we got to get through this goddamn year all if, right if we talk about the next 5 games so Jokic had 27 points 26 19 9 and 31 i do not think he has a game as low as 19 in fact i think the low for the next five games will probably be like 18. I, I could see him getting a 40-point game in these next five Dude, games. Dude, he'll get a 40-point game, and then he'll get a two-point game. I don't think he'll have – I honestly don't think we'll have a two-point. You can't, man. We like, can We can never predict these, and they come. Well, no, that's not true. Really the last two don't. years, he didn't have these. This is the point. Remember, oh, I put out there the single-digit games. He hadn't had one in three years other than once when they beat Blazers by 35 points or something. That was the only other time he was in single digits. So we actually, ha- like, quite literally, have not seen this from Jokic for three years. Yeah, and so that but so that's why I say I don't think we'll see it. I think that nine point game was a little bit of a mistake from Yoke, like a little bit of there, a. There were a lot. It wasn't just Jokic playing the whole time, not wanting to shoot. They were he got in foul trouble. He got, but that's what the, I mean. The, 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 the story the of the off, game. Yeah, that, the, yeah, but I, I'm I, saying I think I, he I was like overreacting to that, and the opportunity that disappeared. That's what we were saying that day. I, I mean, I agree with you. I I, I, I just um, I think his low over the next five games is going to be. 16, 18 points, something like that. And I think he'll mostly have 27-point games. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a 35 or 40-piece. I mean, I, 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 a 40-piece would be so great. Yeah. Honestly, like just a, another one of these games, like maybe it's a, against Utah tomorrow where it's like, hey, God, this is a team that beat us. Utah. I'm going to put out a 40. Just to re- let yes. everyone know so that the game plan going forward is everyone's like, we got to stop That's Yoke. It. We gotta I think over. it's going to come on Sunday. Against Anthony Davis again. <laughs> I well, I will say this. Nuggets are going to party so hard in Los Angeles on Saturday. Because when you have a big game on a Sunday in L.A., it's like, all right, maybe you still go out. Everybody still goes out, but they're like, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to stay out till four in the morning, but I'm not going to drink. Yeah. You know, like I'm. But, that, you make the, compromises. The key part is Jokic isn't partying hard Saturday well, night. He's, in he's not. But the rest, of the, the rest of the Nuggets, you, I have a feeling sure? like, he's the Lakers? one scoring we forty. To, we could be hungover for that. Like, the, come on. The one thing with Yoke for me is I don't think it's all or nothing. Like, I think there's some middle ground in that you can be okay with his general approach, especially knowing how it's going to finish, and still find certain moments within a game quarters stretches where you go but you could have done it there you know what i'm saying and that yeah. that's not asking him to be two-time Dude. mvp again it's just donnie can't I'm, imagine Jokic. i was just club. about to say Dude, look at miami look last, last year look at last year <laughs> yeah oh for sure Jokic. Yeah. that was a surprise yeah, though yeah, no. to donnie's point that was like a look at Jokic I, out I, and about. I don't think it's as much of a surprise i don't think he's out and about at like the clubs you know here in denver this sure yeah, he's not yeah. going to club bash yeah, he, yeah yeah he's going to the <laughs> he's going to the splavs <laughs> he's going to splavs yes absolutely maybe there's a splav in la there probably is i mean come on it's a more multi The last thing I'll say is that we didn't talk about the bench, and let's talk about Bones in particular. Eric, what's going to happen with Bones over the next five games? Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of the same. Like, I don't see improvement to this point. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. We have to see a role change. We have to in in order to see improvement. I just don't. I, I don't see it right now. Like, I. You know, like when I look at Jamal Murray, I'm like, okay, a little better, step forward, step back. But it, I see something happening here with the Bones. I, it's just like it, just, he just keeps hammering the same nail over and over. It's like not, it's not working. So I hope that we see him move to more of a like maybe fifty fifty, uh, you know, off ball on ball sort of ratio with either an Smith, maybe Bruce Brown r- runs the the offense a little bit, like and um, we. we, we this phone. Whose phone is this? I don't. We, we're important. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, super producer Kale. <laughs> oh, Damn it, Kale. Just oh, unbelievable. The documentary has one part where Wind was taking a nap and his alarm went off twelve times. And there's one part where the alarm just keeps going off and there's nothing we can do about it. Wait, really? <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, well, do you remember how much it went off? It went off like I every was, five minutes for like an hour. I was sleeping there. Why didn't anybody come in and turn it off? I thought you were waking up. <laughs> the alarm goes off. I thought you were waking up. I I can't wait to get back to the Serbia place mentally tonight. This is great. This is awesome. Uh, anyway, I hope that he gets to a place where he's just like looking to spe- 
only be a scorer, you know, and some facilitation, but like not, it's not facilitation, then score. I just want to be like score. Like I want Bones yeah. to be in that kill score zone. And I don't think he can do it where he is right now. Yeah. All right. We'll hit that outro music, Kale. Next five games should be an interesting one. Early part of the season, all the, every team talks about the exact same thing. Pop in on like a podcast for five seconds on any team in the oh, NBA. Yeah. They're talking about the uh, exact. There's we lost to the bad like, team. Yeah, yeah. That's lost the to the bad team. One. It's either the offense or the defense. What is young totally player bad. are we irrationally high on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So true. There's somebody that stepped into the some minutes that's like incredible. Um, the Nuggets, though, I, I am looking for them to get rolling here at some point. They have it's road games. They actually have a ton of road games coming up over the next month. They're like almost all on the road, but um, I still think that we're going to see. I think in one week's time we're going to have a much better vision of what this team is, and I'm excited for that. Hopefully, we get Michael Porter back tomorrow. But either way, we're going to be back right here talking about it live from the DMVR bar and the post game show, pre game and post game show. And don't forget, if you have Ivaca TV, guess what? You're in luck. Tonight, you get to watch a project that I consider number one, the most important or like the thing I'm most proud of that I've ever created is this thing that'll be going That's live cool. tonight on Ivaca TV. And it's very, I think it's also a very unique piece of content. It's an hour long featurette. It's kind of like an Anthony Bourdain parts unknown episode on our trip to Serbia, the history of basketball in Serbia, all those things. It stars all of the people here on the set plus superstar dev. Um, and, and it's just a lot of fun. If you don't have a Vodka TV, don't worry. You can sign up now and next week. Not only will you get the abs and the nuggets because you got Altitude TV, you'll also get it, uh, you know, to watch this next Thursday, the Thursday after that, and the Thursday after that. And if you don't know what a Vodka TV is, I just want to say this one thing real quick. It's really cool. The interface is really cool because you get the DNVR channel right there on the front page. In fact, if you open it up on the front page right now where you get to like, what channel do you want? DNVR has its own little box and you click on it and then it says 100 invisible threads, seven o'clock tonight. So it really is like, you have these different options. Altitude now has, you know, a couple different places you can get it. Ivaca TV is the one that is best if you are a fan of both the Nuggets and DNVR. Yeah. Easily the best, no brainer. So you're gonna wanna check that out. Again, seven o'clock tonight. We'll be live tweeting it. We hope you guys are watching and tweeting it along with us. Uh, and and we'll see you guys then.